Welcome to the LaughSpin.com podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the LaughSpin podcast. My name is Mike, and with me, as always, Dylan Godino, the editor-in-chief of LaughSpin.com. What's up, buddy? Uh, not too much. You're wearing glasses today, Mike. I am, because my contacts are old and they were itching me, so I had to take them out as soon as I got home from work. They were itching you? Yeah, they're all you know, like they're the throwaway ones, but I wear them way longer than I should before I throw them out. Right, right. Because right. I don't have enough money to spend a thousand dollars on fucking contacts. On so, seeing, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. So my rods and cones are just like fuck. Your rods and cones in your eyes. What is it? Oh, it's an ocular term. You get it. Oh, oh yeah, right. Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. All right. <laughs> Start off with a bang. Love it. Talking about eyes. Yeah. I am very psyched about this week's show. Why? Yeah, why? Because yeah. there is some very cool comedy news going on this week. Yeah. But before we get into that, we have a, uh, a little bit of a recap. SNL premiere was this past Saturday. What did you think, man? You saw it, right? What did you think? Yeah. yeah. On a scale of uh, zero to ten, I, I would give it like a seven and a half. If you had to compare it to yeah. a former Saturday Night Live cast member. You know, last Saturday's show was like blank. Who would it be? Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm, uh, I'll play this game, but I'm pretty sure it's stupid and makes no sense. Oh, yeah. No, we got it. The season premiere of season 38 was like uh, Dan Aykroyd at his best. Whoa! I, I mean, what does that even mean? I don't know. Whoa! You had is 38 that... years and you went right to year number one. That is... That's impressive for that year 38. I was going to say, like, for Saturday Night Live, season 38 was like uh, underrated Chris Rock sketch. You didn't know what was going to happen, and then wham, it hit you in the face. I thought it was good. We saw some of the new players the first season without uh, Kristen Wiig and Andy Samberg and, uh, to a a lesser extent, Abby Elliott. One of the big things uh, that kind of was buzzing around the, the old internet is that they have a new Barack Obama, Jay Farrow, who has been arguably underused in his first uh, two years. I believe this is his, his third year. He did the cold open, and I think that says a lot about what's going to happen this season on, on SNL. I mean, for one, Jay Farrow is obviously not going to be underused. I think people really liked his Barack Obama. I think he did a, a pretty good job. There was a few odd mannerisms that he made his own that I I don't quite I didn't quite understand. He definitely uh, he definitely emphasizes that uh, and then goes into the right. Sense. It was a little right. bit more. It was a little bit more. So it was very exaggerated, but. I, I, got, I got to watch a little bit of tape on uh, on Farrow, and his impressions are fantastic. His impressions are amazing. Yeah. His his fucking Denzel Washington is ridiculous. It's one of my favorite <laughs> impressions ever in history. It's just incredible. I, I think he's going to do a lot of uh, good stuff. And there was a puppet sketch that I that I really thought was good with Seth MacFarlane. By the way, all of these clips, there's like 14 clips on LaughSman.com that you can check out. The one that I actually wanted to play the audio to was they did a, a mock political ad bashing Mitt Romney and I thought it was I thought it was really cool because you see SNL or or you know the media in general everybody thinks is very liberal and this you know, Barack Obama attack ad towards Mitt Romney was really uh, making fun of, I guess, the liberals or the Democrats who who really believe Mitt Romney, that his sole purpose is to de- destroy people. So I wanted to take a listen now. 
I am Barack Obama, and I approve this message. Uh, but I'm not real proud of it. No, I don't think Mitt Romney understands what he's done to people's lives by closing this plan. And I don't think he even cares. Mitt Romney and Bain Capital made millions for themselves and then closed this steel plant. Not long after I lost my job, my wife went in for major heart surgery. And Mitt Romney stopped by the hospital room to tell us we no longer had health insurance. As he was talking, we could see he had a really bad cold. He was coughing and sneezing and everything. And I said to him, my wife is sick. Would you mind covering your mouth if you're going to be doing that? Mitt Romney didn't even have the decency to cover his mouth while sneezing. I mean, come on. My wife just had heart surgery, and now she's going to get your cold, too? Can't you use a tissue? After Bain Capital shut down the mill, I was out of work for a year. Mitt Romney and Bain Capital bought the textile mill where Raymond had worked for 18 years, then shut it down. That was really hard on my family. Finally, I got a job at a piano factory at half my old salary. And then Bain bought that company and I got laid off again. <laughs> Next, I worked as a trucker. But then Bain came along, bought the trucking company, and I lost that job too. I then got hired part-time at an Orange Julius until Bain acquired that franchise and shut it down. Now, not the whole company, you understand? Just that one store. At this point, I said to myself, what the hell is going on here? Finally, I, I got a job at a shoeshine stand under an assumed name, working just for tips. But Bain somehow found out bought the business, and moved it to China. That's what I knew. This is not a coincidence. Each time Raymond McCoy got a new job, Mitt Romney and Bain Capital would buy the company, apparently for the sole purpose of laying him off. When Mitt Romney was there in the hospital room with us, he kept insisting on shaking our hands to show there's no hard feelings and all that. Then I noticed he had this cold sore. Mitt Romney probably gave Dan's wife herpes. I wonder, does he ever think about other people? That's just so inconsiderate. Obama for America is responsible for the content of this advertisement. There you go. There is the uh, the political <laughs> act. Very nice. Very nice. And you know what? I'm very surprising, too, because usually Saturday Night Live is so one-sided. But this episode, especially with the political stuff, they were very – it was pretty even. They were they were, they yeah. were busting the shit out of Romney in that ad. And then the cold open, as we were, as we were talking about, was really kind of busting Obama just as much as it was Romney and Ryan, which was – I thought it was pretty cool. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It makes absolutely. It, it makes it more fun to watch because you know there's no hidden agenda. You know what I mean? I just I I can't I can't understand that shit. But yeah. Again, you can watch most of the clips from all the skits on Laughspin.com. Uh, I suggest checking out Seth Seth MacFarlane's monologue as well because he did a little he did a little musical number. That guy is fucking talented, man. He can sing. He's a crooner. I I guess I fucking hate when he croons. Really? I see. I, yes, really. He annoys me. I I miss that shit, man. No, not a lot of people do that anymore. Yeah, because it's terrible. <laughs> All they right, whatever. They don't, they don't do it because it's terrible. Hey, Dylan. Yeah. Let's agree to disagree, shall we? No. <laughs> 
Okay, yes, let's. Okay, good. A couple let's. more mentions before we get to the news of the week. Tour Diary with yeah. Carlos Valencia. Yeah, Carlos, this uh, up-and-coming comedian from Atlanta, Carlos Valencia, wrote a tour diary for Laughspin. He was on the road with Doug Stanhope for three weeks, and he wrote about all the shenanigans they got into, all backstage stuff. There's a lot of cool photos, uh, so people should definitely check that out. We have a brand-new interview up with Rob Delaney. You should check that out. And finally, maybe our listeners are aware of this, maybe not, but there was this really, really funny Twitter exchange going on a few days ago with Ken Marino. He was on the set of The League, and he started tweeting that he had punched Nick Kroll, who is uh, obviously a comedian, and co-star of the league. Uh, Ken Marino was there, I guess, guest starring. He started tweeting that he had punched Nick Kroll in the face for some reason. It was a very, very funny chronology of events, obviously. Uh, It was not true, as far as I know. Completely untrue. But uh, we have uh, all of Ken's tweets on there. Just search for Ken's name on lastman.com. Very, very nice. Let's get to some comedy news, shall we? Comedy news. All right, first up, Tom Cotter. Snags second place on America's Got Talent. Second place for the broadcast style Tom Cotter, which we were talking about last week. Is a just getting to the the semifinals there was a was a feat in of itself. And yet, when it all is said and done, he snags second place. Who did who did he lose out to? Oh God, he he lost out to uh, uh, an act called Olate Dogs, which is basically a father son dog trick team so dad son cute dogs jumping around and shit that's that's who beat tom but like you said the fact that uh, and and i wrote this on the side the fact that a comedian a straight stand-up comedian who is doing nothing but standing there and telling well-written well-delivered jokes into a microphone the fact that he beat out 52 other contestants all of which were either singers or if they weren't singers they were dancers lots of bell and lots of bells and lots of whistles and he is just a guy telling jokes i think regardless of what you think about the show it's too mainstream it's bullshit the fact is is that it's proof that stand-up comedy is a viable form of live entertainment when mainstream America decides that you know a comedian is what they want to see in the finals. And like you said, like not number two. That last night he could have there was I think six contestants. He could have been the sixth one out, and he he made it all the way down to the top two. There's nothing bad about coming in second place. I mean, look at Ralphie May, first season of uh, Last yeah. Comic Standing. He now is a much better, much more respected comedian because of that show, or not because of that show, but prior to that show, and that show definitely gave him a nice little springboard into mainstream, if you will, or a brand new audience, and he's also gotten a lot of respect from other comedians that just sing his praises. I forget who I was reading the other day, called him one of the hardest working comedians in the business. I think it was Patton Oswalt was saying that. Um, Yeah. just, Just awesome. Just awesome that, like, that Tom Cotter is able to break through that kind of that that uh, that that boredom barrier just the fact that a, a father-son team of dogs want like i don't know yeah. what that means when you said that i was like wait so the dogs were father and son how did that work did they, like, one, <laughs> no i think like, there was many like, I... one was like going to school with a little backpack <laughs> 
I, I think there was many dogs. I don't really know. I wasn't watching them. When they were on stage in the finale, there was only two dogs, but I think they have like three or 400,000 of them. I don't know. Well, Tom Cotter can take solace in the fact that he can have a very, very long career while those dogs will probably die in a couple of years. That's exactly correct. Way to correct. go, Tom Cotter. Very, very good. <laughs> Next, <laughs> Donald Glover developing a show for NBC. Yes, yes, yes. Tell me about this. He's a, a multi-talented guy, as, as we all know. Uh, he plays uh, Troy on Community. We all love him as Troy on Community. He's also childish Gambino in the hip-hop world. Uh, and now he's joined forces with Emmy-winning 30 Rock writer and co-executive producer Matt Hubbard to develop a semi-autobiographical show in which he would also star. So there's not too many details uh, about it, but the, the one important detail is that NBC has put what they call a put pilot deal on the show, which basically means if the show doesn't at least go to pilot, if the pilot is is not at least aired on television, the network has to pay the production company who's ever you know producing the, the actual show lots of money so the point is is that there's a very 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 good chance that we'll actually see the pilot which is um rare yeah very good very good and also the fact that it's semi-autobiographical is great only because i just recently saw his stand-up routine weirdo which was yep. in new york you filmed in new york phenomenal it, it, it was the first time in a long time uh, i shouldn't say that but i was very surprised that i laughed as hard and as often as i did at the uh comedy arc i didn't really know what to expect and he kind of gets off on that right away he's like uh you know you probably see me on, commu- on community ain't gonna be like that <laughs> you know he's like i know a lot of people bring their kids and like oh he's gonna do troy and abed nope and then all of a sudden i'm just talking about dicks 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 <laughs> really 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 funny stuff i think it's on youtube actually in its entirety you can pick it up and also probably everywhere else i don't know netflix and all those places but and he tells stories about his life very very well so if this is going to be semi-autobiographical it's going to be funny because those stories that he told were hilarious they were really really good he tells them very well he acts them out very well so it should be a lot of fun i can't wait i can't wait to see what what it looks like i haven't seen the televised version of that show but when he did it a few years ago in montreal i saw it did the story about i don't know if it was him or one of his brothers taking a dump in a toilet bowl (laughs) in home depot at at, at the (laughs) So that yeah. made it on there. So that, yeah. I mean, that right there—that's that screams pilot episode to oh, me. Oh, dude, that was the end. That was the end of the comedy hour. That's how he. Oh, ended. That's was it? Was it? It was oh, perfect. Okay. It was great. It was a great, great move. <laughs> All right, uh, Larry David's movie details finally came out. This is highly anticipated, buzzing around the internet like crazy. A little bit of details about Larry David's new project. What do you got on this? I have quite a bit. I'm not going to go through all of it because there's actually a lot of details uh, on Lapsman.com that you could you could check out. I'll try to hit the the highlights here. First of all, the name of, of the movie is called Clear History. Here's what it's about. Larry David plays a guy named Nathan Flom. He gets fired from his job. He used to be a, a partner at this at this startup company. He gets fired. He loses all his money. And so he moves out to a small secluded island off the coast of Massachusetts, changes his name for 10 years. He's living life. He's getting by. He's enjoying things. And then his former boss moves onto the island and starts refurbishing his summer house, this huge mansion. Then Larry David's character, as you could imagine Larry David doing, 
his mind is just consumed with revenge and he tries to drive his uh, former boss, which by the way is played by John Hamm, off of the island. So that's that's the summary. It, it sounds good. The rest of the cast, it's a huge ensemble cast. Bill Hader, Kate Hudson, Danny McBride, J.B. Smoove, Eva Mendez, Amy Ryan, who's awesome, Philip Baker Hall, and Michael Keaton. And it was written by Larry David and the trio who ha- they've been involved in Seinfeld and Curb. And they both, and they all three of them wrote uh, Sasha Baron Cohen's latest movie, uh, Alec Berg, J- uh, Jeff Schaefer, and David Mandel who uh, wrote uh, The Dictator. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out, time out. Did you yes. say yes. Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton is in this movie, my friend. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> my God. I predict one thing, one thing only here. <laughs> yeah. Huge Michael Keaton comeback. Huge yeah? Michael Keaton comeback. I can't wait for that and for that alone. I'm a big Michael Keaton supporter. Very awesome, dude. The cast alone just sounds awesome great it's like those it's like that perfect mix of people that you know that are funny and then are deceptively funny like a john ham right where john ham is known for Mad Men, but then you see him do a guest spot on 30 rock or something and you're like wow or between two ferns or whatever and you're like wow john ham's hilarious he's funny he's good looking and he's and he's a good actor and you want to hate this guy but you also kind of want to hug him and rub his shoulders at the same time you don't really know where that line is so i'm i'm a big john ham fan as well oh, oh i got the vapors <laughs> speaking of john ham's uh giant dong have you have you seen those photos online what what are you talking about <laughs> john ham apparently john ham never wears underwear oh and right. and when they photograph him a lot of times you could see the outline of his dong nice yeah so if you guys are interested, there's uh, new photos of him and his and his lady pal, Jennifer Westfeld, who's also awesome and very talented. And you can see a nice outline of the guy's dong. So if you're interested in that, go check it out, guys. There you go. Go online and check out John Ham's hawk. Oh, Jesus. That's <laughs> <was> terrible. <laughs> <sighs> I'm just going to let that sit for a second before I move on. That's nice. All right. So we're in the political season. The presidential election is upon us. It is coming up faster than we know what to do with. I hope you guys are really, really excited about going out and voting. I know I'm not going to do a damn thing about it. I'll be in Florida probably not giving a shit. More importantly than who's going to be the leader of the free world or at least the, the figurehead of the free world. We won't get into that conspiracy shit. That's for Bill Burr to do. Um... <laughs> John Stewart, Bill O'Reilly debating live online October 6th. This is pretty big. I now they've they've kind of teased this in the past in the past couple of years. Bill's come on John's show, John's come on Bill's show. It always seems like an unfair fight. You kind of get home field advantage, you know. John's right. audience is always behind him and not really behind Bill and vice versa. Well, you know, he doesn't have a live studio on it's a Bill studio, but you know what I mean? It's just it always seems like an unfair fight and now it seems that finally they're going to be at a neutral field debating live online. You have to pay for this? Is, it, is that right? Yeah, I think it's well worth it. It's 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 four ninety five, Saturday, October 6th, 8 p.m. Eastern. They're, they're doing it uh, uh, at Washington, D.C. on George Washington University's campus. It's going to be 90 minutes. They're calling it the Rumble in the Air Conditioned Auditorium. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you could go to therumble2012.com 
to pre-order it. And what they did to kind of tease the event is Jon Stewart and Bill O'Reilly did a little video tease for the event, and I wanted to play those for you. All right, here's Jon's first. Oh, yeah, it's on! That's right. Stewart O'Reilly. It's happening. Thunderdome. Two men enter and both leave, but probably not together. Probably, you know, he'll have his friends there. Obviously, I'll have mine. The point is this. We are going to have an argument. It is going to be like the worst Thanksgiving anyone ever went to. I'm looking forward to it. The only problem is I got to get ready. I got to adjust. Even the eye line. I don't even know how to deal with O'Reilly with the eye line. And in a debate, I got to find me some kind of high-altitude Irishman to practice Mr. with. Mr. Stewart, Conan O'Brien is out here in the lobby. Don't interrupt me. He wants to talk to you face I know, to face. I'm, I'm just I'm talking about the debate. I, mean, I, I got to prepare. I got to find me somehow like a garrulous Irishman with political opinions, kind of bullheaded. Colin Quinn on line one, Mr. Stewart. I, I can't take the call right now. It says he I'm wants just, to talk politics. I understand. I got four weeks. I mean, what, I, I don't have enough time. I got to find an Irishman with like, who's going to just throw vulgarities and profanities. I mean, I got to be ready for that. It's going to be like an onslaught. This is O'Reilly. Like an onslaught of just spittle and vulgarities. Mr. Vul- Stewart, do you have time to talk to Dennis Leary? No. I can't talk to him right now. He says he wants to spit vulgarities at you. I don't know where I'm going to find people like that. But I got to get ready. Because October 6th, 8 p.m., it's O'Reilly and Stewart. You can see it on the Internet. That's right. The same place you go to watch cats playing piano. (laughs) It's on. There's Stewart's. Now here's Bill's. Hey, Bill O'Reilly here, ready to rumble with my pal John Stewart, who may not be my pal, after I get through with him on October 6th. We'll be debating the State of the Union and how the upcoming election is likely going to affect it. So, if you want to watch this train wreck, sign up on this site, the live streaming event from Washington, D.C., 8 p.m., Saturday, October 6th. More details on the Rumble2012.com. It'll be not to remember, at least for Stewart and his 18 writers. Hope to see you guys then. That's going to be quite an event, dude. October 6th, 8 p.m. online. The What is it? The Rumble 2012? Dot com, yep. Yeah, that's, that's where you can go. Sign up. And if you're in the D.C. area, you can also get tickets. And the site for that is Lisner. Dot org l-i-s-n-e-r dot org uh, that's going to be at george washington university in our nation's capital all right what do we got things to look out for coming up this weekend it is a jam-packed weekend a lot of premieres a lot of cool stuff going on uh well, let's see what's the first thing looking at here up all night the will arnett show and uh christina applegate up all night premieres this thursday 8 30 p.m office coming out last season the last season of the office this thursday at 9 p.m hopefully it will be a good one it's been going downhill fast and it's good that they're pulling out when they are but it's hopefully it'll go out swinging rather than with a thud because that would suck and something that i can't wait for that is the new season of parks and rec and the return 
of one of the greatest human beings this planet has ever seen. That is Mr. Ron Swanson. He will be back this Thursday, 9.30 p.m. Are you a Parks and Rec fan? Yeah, I'm uh, huge, huge. Dude, uh, Ron Swanson, I, I I was late on the show. I, I, I jumped in probably season three, and I devoured the entire thing on Netflix one week just from front to back. Ron Swanson is probably the greatest character. And then you talk, you listen to Nick Offerman, and he is fucking Ron Swanson. He's Ron Swanson. He's Yeah. He's awesome. Have you ever seen his, his site, his, like, wood carving site? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm always kind of torn with characters like that. He's basically not acting. No! So, <laughs> I, I mean... It. I, lo- I love the character, but at the same time, there's really no skill involved. It just it just so happens that Nick Offerman is fucking awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And the fact that he's married to Megan Mullally makes him even more awesome. And the show's great. The writing is great. And the characters are, are just so good. Every character is is hilarious. Aubrey Plaza, who has not fallen in love with Aubrey Plaza? Me. Uh, from, from part, you haven't? No, I'm not. That's oh the one character God. I'm not a fan of. The things I would do to Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that whole, like, Daria mentality of, like, mm, I hate life. It's stupid. Everything oh, sticks. Man. But I'm kind of funny, too, at the same time. I do love okay. the dichotomy, though, between her character and Chris Pratt. <laughs> yeah. That's fucking brilliant. Like... <laughs> Chris Chris Pratt is is incredible. Oh, I don't want to see him not be Andy. <laughs> right. Well, here's the other thing. I I was going to bring him up too. He's not acting either. I know. <laughs> He's because I've seen him on panels. I've seen him on Parks and Rec panels. He's not acting. Like that's that's who he is. So again, Chris Pratt, I mean and Chris Pratt, you know who he's married to. Oh, wait. Uh uh what's her name? Um uh, yes, I do. It's uh, the girl from Scary Movie. Um, yeah. Anna Faris, right? Anna, Anna, Anna Faris, Faris, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, they yep. just had a baby, so congrats to them. Again, like, I love Chris Pratt. I love his character, but I don't know. He's not... Nobody... No, he's not acting. I don't know about the other ones. I think everybody else is acting. I Although, Aziz Ansari, I don't think he's acting either. <laughs> Aziz Ansari is not uh, acting. No. no. No, not at all. My favorite character on the show, other than Ron Swanson, John Ralphio. I need more John Ralphio this season need him who's who's john ralphio john ralphio fucking aziz ansari's partner in his business oh okay, okay. all right yeah, yeah I, I need more of him he <laughs> is the greatest he look up some of the clips of john ralphio from parks and rec you will not be disappointed i swear also look at nick offerman's uh wood carving site it's impressive it's really really impressive i'm almost thinking about putting one of his like dressers on my wedding registry just to have it because that would be amazing. <laughs> are they like super expensive? I, you know, I haven't even looked. I guarantee they probably are. If they, if they weren't, they are now probably. Parks and Rec season premiere this Thursday, nine thirty p.m. Uh, on NBC. Probably the the best move NBC made this entire off season. All right, Daniel Tosh's show, right? That's coming out. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Comedy Central premieres. Yep, Brickleberry premieres uh, September twenty fifth. At 10.30 p.m. Eastern on Comedy Central. There's a review. I actually watched the first episode. I reviewed that on Laughspin. You can check that out. It's good. Yeah, it's, yeah. What'd you think? What's what what is, what's the verdict here? I mean, don't, uh, give, don't give the whole article away. I want people to go check no, it out no. online. But give me a little something maybe that you didn't talk about on the article. Wow. To, or didn't go into as, as in-depth, I should say. I don't remember. I wrote it like two weeks ago. <laughs> okay. Well, just give me something. <laughs> <laughs> 
what can I tell you about Brickleberry? If you like South Park, you're going to like this. The commentary isn't, it's more of a, it's more lighthearted fair South Park, for instance, very funny, but always making a point. I'm not sure Brickleberry has much of a point other than to make you laugh. Daniel Tosh plays the uh, the bear. And I'm actually surprised that the bear has more uh, has 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 as many lines as as he does. I kind of figured Tosh would do like two lines an episode and you know be done with it. If the first episode is uh, anything like the rest, Tosh will actually be you know he'll he'll be voicing. Uh, I don't want to say a lot, but but quite a bit. Cool, very cool. And you, you said it's it's kind of has that South Park feel to it. As far as being edgy humor, yes, the animation is is very clean. So it's the animation and, and the feel is is really nothing like South Park. But the thematic tone is it better uh, than? It, let me ask you this: Is it better yeah. than? Because I I don't know why. I know a lot of people love this show, but I didn't. I never really got into it. Is it better than Drawn Together? I think yes. Really? Think, okay, good. Because that if it's another one of those types of show, I could do without it. Because that show, I never got into that show, and I never understood that. That, yeah, Drawn Together really leaned heavily on just gross shit. Just blood and pus and just disgust, like mutilation. It's just, no. So it, it definitely it definitely is not that. The characters are much more developed and... It's a little smarter. It's definitely smarter. Okay, Absolutely. good. And speaking of South Park, that also returns Wednesday, September 26th, 10 p.m. Uh, looking forward to that. Always looking forward to the new season of South Park. It's... Every season, there's always that, oh, you know, what's going what's gonna to happen? Is it going to be good? Blah, blah, blah. And there are always a couple of episodes that kind of fall in a lull. They're not really too, too great. But there always seems to be that one. And usually the season premiere is always a good indication. The season premiere, if it comes out with a bang, you always know that there's going to be another couple of really, really good ones that season because they're just kind of on it. It's like the comedy writing equivalent of like a jam band. When they get together and when they lock in, and kind of communicate with each other and know what they're doing, dude. It just it's it flows and it's the freaking funniest show ever and it's great. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the boys got in store for this season of South Park. What's what season is this? Jesus, it's like 25th. Got to be right. It is it is the 127th season of South Park. <laughs> it's been going. It's longer than Bonanza. <laughs> Finally. Somebody beat fucking Bonanza. <laughs> why the fuck was Bonanza? Out of all the fucking shows that has to be the longest running, why was Bonanza the longest running show of all time? I, I have no idea. God, what? Dude, people were just starving for entertainment, I guess. <laughs> Christ. Okay, what else? Key and Peele returning to Comedy Central for the second season. I finally started getting into the end of the first season of Key and Peele. Started watching, rewatching some of the episodes. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the second season, man. Season premiere includes guest stars Wayne Brady, Kevin Sorbo, Rob Delaney, Billy D. Williams. My man, Billy D. Williams. And Brennan Song. <laughs> that's for the season. They All those all those are, They're not on the... They're, okay, they're, that's for the season. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Cool. All right, great. So then, yeah, that's Key and Peele. And what do we got? We got one more thing, right? The last thing before we go that I wanted to tip our listeners off to is very talented comedian Nate Bargatze has a new album out. It's called Yelled At by a Clown. <laughs> uh, a, st- <laughs> a, special, a special thing records put it out. It's out now. You should definitely buy it. I've seen Nate perform live many times. He is one of the smartest comedians out there, very up and coming. 
Uh, again, the album is called Yelled At By A Clown and I uh, want to listen to your track right now. I live, uh, I'm from Tennessee, I almost said it, but I, I live in New York now, I've lived there for like eight years. I like it. I don't know. It's fine. You know what I miss though about being a I miss being around like Walmart. I like a nice Walmart. <laughs> like a, you know, it's like headquarters. Like me and my family agree that if we ever get lost, we will just meet at a Walmart <laughs> and either find each other or just start over with a new Walmart family. <laughs> either way, it's win-win. A lot of people don't like Walmart because it's like big business, right? Like it kills the mom and pop shops. But really, Walmart, like they were a mom and pop shop at some point, and then they got their act together and became unbelievable. I was like, I'll just ride these guys out. They're always open. Mom and pop shops close for no reason. You go in there, like, why are you closed today? Like, we're sad. You're like, all right. Walmart, you could shoot the entire staff. It would be an hour of confusion, and they'd be up and running again. Yeah, that's how great Walmart is. Nice system. They have a good system down there. There's a lot of Kmarts in New York, and uh, I, do, I do look down on Kmart. Like, I think I'm better than Kmart. That's where, I'm, you know, I'm a Walmart guy. I'm in the middle. I'm not Target, I'm not some jerk, and I think I'm better than everybody. I am just right in the middle. No one likes Kmart. They, they don't even look open when you go in there. You're like, oh, you guys about to close? What's that? You're open 24 hours, really? Really? Oh, man. Are y'all gonna cut the lights on in the back, or? I went in there, like, you ever go, you ever go to a store and, like, you think someone works there because whatever, you know, they're wearing just matches everybody else? Like, I, I just kind of did that. Mine was mean. I mean, all right, what happened? I walked up to this guy, and I was like, hey, man, do you know where the razors are at? And then the guy was like, what? I don't work here. So I looked at what he was wearing, and he had a football jersey on. It couldn't have been more obvious that he did not work at Kmart. So basically, I just judged his face. I figured he had a Kmart face. It was, like, weird. Even when he was like, I don't work here, I was like, come on, man. Like, you probably have an idea of where they're at. Where would you put them if this was your Kmart? <laughs> where should they go? This is the... <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Mom, and Bob, Mom and Bob shops close. Why are you close? Oh, we're sad. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking killed me. <laughs> awesome, man. Nate Ragazzi. Check it out. Yeah. Yelled at by a clown. Probably one of the most creative <laughs> album names <laughs> I've heard in a while. That's great. Wow. All right. Cool. Well, there. that does it for this week. A lot of very, very cool stuff going on, and I'm sure a lot more cool stuff going on next week in the world of comedy. Give the plugs out, Dylan. You guys, you should be following us on Twitter at Twitter slash LaughSpinCom. Uh, we're on Tumblr. You can check us out there. And on Facebook, follow us there. We're on Pinterest if, you, if you're interested in Pinterest. And that's about it. If you want uh, to email me, uh, by all means do so. I'm at dylan at laughspin.com. Cool. Very cool. And you can check me out at mastersofnone.com, my other podcast that I do. I appreciate anybody coming over there and listening to that because we have a lot of fun there, too. We will see you next week for the Laughspin podcast. Thanks a lot, guys. See you.